Hey, Nicole. Hi, Angie. Hey, it's time for another podcast. And guess what? I brought friends. Woohoo! Because it is Angie and friends. Plural. So here we go. We have on the line with us today, Joel Shelton and Tom Sarka. And they are yeah. folks that I briefly met in the rain at a concert in Ashland. And I guess, Tom, you're the person who started it all. So why don't you fill us in on your story? Yeah, uh, thank you for having us. But, uh, well, it's kind of a crazy story with me and my brother ever since um, our mother is is passed and uh, his father is passed. All through it, even growing up, um, everybody always said that, like his father before his father passed away at a time to talk to him. And his father said, you know, um, he wasn't real. He was a hard, hard nosed uh, biker type guy and and, and into drugs and stuff. And he passed away when Joel was uh, 12 years old. But, um, but he told me that like the day before he, he passed away, he got in a car accident Mm. and uh, he told me that the gospel wasn't good for him. And he didn't want to accept the Lord, but he always told me, he said, if anything ever happens to me, make sure you always tell Joel about Jesus. Wow. And he, he said that to me. Yeah, he didn't want nothing to do with it, but he said it to me. And then, um, like I said, that was when Joel was 12. Then uh, in 2014, our mother got sick and was dying of cancer. And uh, he was doing heroin and, and drugs and out, out doing things. And, uh, I happened to, you know, I was with my mother when she passed. And one of the things, uh, she said to me, she squeezed my hand and she said, don't give up on your brother. So there it was, uh, two, you know, both the parents telling me, you know, that, you know, to not give up on Joel, you know, and it, it was hard for years. Joel was, uh, definitely out there. You know, he could share some things. But he uh, was for a long time abusing drugs. And I, of course, was uh, praying for him, walking with, I'd help him when I could. But usually, when somebody in the family helped him, it was, uh, you know, there was some kind of uh, bad thing happened there. Joel, do you want to insert anything about where you were in your headspace at that time? I was running from the pain. Um, you know, of losing my uh, mom, you know, at that time. After my father passed at 12 years old, I, time, you know, that really affected me emotionally and mentally. Uh, a little boy losing his father, you know, you know, I started, uh, actually started running from the pain, stealing, uh, you know, marijuana from the neighbor's kid's older brother. And I, I realized when I would do that and get high, um, I wouldn't feel that pain no more, you know? So the whole, my addiction was, I was running from the pain. I was feeling, mm. filling a hole in my heart with drugs, you know, the hole that where my parents were in my heart. I was filling them with heroin, drugs, you know, instead of filling them with God. And when I filled that God, that, that God shaped hole in my heart, with God, um, things started to change. Wow. Yeah, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he did run and, uh, but, uh, we kept praying for him, but, but what happened was it led me and my life to 
start working with um, guys that were doing the same thing. And I, I started a, a work with the ministry called Ride for Life. And he's still out there doing, he goes into prisons and schools and stuff. And he's uh, helped us out in a couple ways. Um, good, good ministry, good people. But we were doing that. And uh, I started going to these prisons and I was talking to guys. And that was a part of my what I would share with them. The Lord put on my heart was, uh, you know, I would always say to the guys, I say, you know, my brother's out there running. He's doing the same thing that you guys did to ended you up in here or wherever I would happen to meet these people. And uh, I say, you know, he's running from the Lord and, um, you know, he's still out there. and, And I wish he would sit there and listen to me like you guys are listening Mm. to me and you know he won't he won't listen but but you'll listen so you know uh, i gotta kind of ask a a quick follow-up as you're telling your story sometimes it's really hard to continue to love people who are constantly rejecting you did you ever just get frustrated i mean and and want to give up but you knew that there was a calling uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was uh, uh, there was times that, uh, you know, I have I had a uh, wife and kids and, and all this in a, a family. And there was times where I had to. Um, so says I had to clean up after my brother and, mm. you know, he was out running. He, he, you know, would be doing things or I'd get a, help him out or get him a place to stay. And he would uh, take advantage of that you know, and put me in, in a bad position with people or, um, uh, he would, you know, even he stole from people and, and then, you know, then lie to me. And there was, there was just many, many situations where, um, yeah, it was, it was very hard. There was people in the family that don't have the Lord that, uh, you know, say, Joel's no hope. There's no hope. You know, he's, he mm. might as well write him, write him off. And, but the Lord always just, uh, you know, kept that love in my heart for my brother. Mm. Real quick, I, I remember one time I was in uh, at a baseball game for my boys. I um, right now they're they're eighteen and sixteen, but uh, they were probably eight uh, to ten years old. And I was at a baseball game, and it was in Streetsboro, which is about forty five minutes away from Akron something like that. But, uh, and, and my brother was in Akron, but I was at a baseball game, just watching my kids play. And my brother called me and his voice was all messed up and, uh, sounded like he was dying. And he said, that's what he said to me on the phone. He said, I'm dying. And, uh, from drugs and what it was, they said, it was like, you get the, uh, some of the cotton ball inside your wound or whatever when you shoot up and it causes like almost like a slurring of the speech and weird uh it's it's just a weird thing that happens it's almost like a stroke or something uh but he calls me talking to me like that he could barely form work and it just you know here i'm at a baseball game with my sons and my heart just fell it just fell you know and i was so uh I looked at my wife and, you know, my kid was out there playing and I just, I got to go, I got to go. My brother's, I think he's dying. Mm. So I jump in my car and I never really shared this with my brother, the details, but you know, so I'm racing to Akron to where he, cause he was working with me at the time and I dropped him off at a house that he was staying at. So I knew where he was at. So I was running 
uh, in the car flying, you know, trying to get there and praying for him and just thinking, uh, here it is, it's time, my brother's going to die. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I get there and he's already taken away in an ambulance and uh, they said he was going to be okay. They told me what was going on. And, uh, but, um, uh, yeah, it was like, you know, I was so freaked out by it and thought my brother was going to be, be dead when I got there and here he's off again and he's still running. And, and then he escapes from the hospital later on that night and he calls me and tells me he escaped and, you know, and he's running from the security's looking for him and all this stuff. And, you know, and I'm just like, Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, nothing could kill this guy. Not that I want him dead, but he just keeps going and going. He's told me a lot of stories and he could share, you know, if there's time or whatever on, on that stuff. I love that. uh, He always called you though, Joel, you knew where you you knew where that rock was, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Definitely did. Yeah. He's been there for me uh, through a lot. And, uh, so I was working with this, uh, this ministry and doing this. And he, uh, he finally called me. I was a little over two years now, Joel. Um, and, uh, he called me and said, uh, and it it wasn't the first time that he's done this, but he called me and he said, uh, I'm done, Tom. I can't, I'm at the end of my rope. I can't do this anymore. I'm living under a bridge. I need help. And part of me wanted to go here, here it goes again. Here's another, another time. But I just told him, I said, you know, you know, you have to give your life to the Lord. That's the only way this is going to work. That's the only way things are going to happen. And I will help you, but you got to listen to everything I tell you, whether you disagree with it or not, you got to do exactly what I tell you. You're going in rehab, you're doing this, you're going to this. Now I'll set everything up, but you, you got to do it. And uh, so he did. And he went in and he did everything and he stayed and we uh, ride for life. Uh, the Scott Caribou led a friend of ours uh, that runs ride for life. He uh, would keep in touch with Joel. I'd keep in touch with Joel while he was going through these programs and stuff. And, and he uh, held out and he, he kept going. And um, when I, when I started to talk to you and Angie, uh, it all started over a shirt, the t-shirt I was wearing, cause it was a part of the ministry uh, it says hope dealer. And I think the one that you saw said addicted to hope was working with hope over heroin too. And, uh, it was, but it was all because of my brother. And then at that concert, uh, last week or two weeks ago that, uh, you know, my brother wanted to go with me. It's just amazing how, how God's done things. And, and since then, like I said, when that happened, when he got better and he started to do the right things and make the right choices, he was working with me for a while and it just, you know, wasn't his thing. He felt like he wanted to do something more and he, he got a job at a rehab facility. And, um, and through that here, uh, he was, it's not necessarily a Christian organization, but they allowed him to do his God use him. And he ended up, uh, you know, over a hundred guys he would bring to his church and they get baptized and saved. And, uh, he's changed the life of a lot of guys just in a, in two years time. Well, you could even say that's just happened in the last year. You know, it took a, a year of him just rebuilding himself. And, uh, so, you know, that's why I wanted to share the story and share my side of, because 
all the things that I've went through with my brother in the prayer and through his father, hearing things from his father, from his, you know, his, our mother. Um, uh, it's just amazing to look back and see how God had a plan the whole time and uh, how uh, much it's changed other people's life. Guys, I don't even know God's, uh, God's used uh, Joel to affect so many guys that are in the same situation that I couldn't reach and mm. that he can because of what he's been through. And uh, so it makes it all worth it. And it makes it all, uh, you know, it's just amazing what God can do. And there's, there's no such thing as no hope for someone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Joel, chime in here. So yes. Give me some of your feedback. Is this hard to listen to again or are you pretty used to it by now? Um, no, I'm just, it was just not hard to listen to. I just, I'm just glad I have my brother, you know, because if, you know, he wouldn't have led me to the Lord and uh, answered that, that phone call that last time I called him, I was going to kill myself. Um, but it all started the night before under this bridge. I had prayed to God. I prayed and I said, if you're there, if you're real, um, I'm sorry. It's, have him answer his phone, you know, you know, cause I know that he didn't like answering my phone calls. Cause every time I call him, it was, you know, it was, uh, manipulation lies and, you know, just getting what I could get because I wanted to get my next fix, you know? Um, so I did pray the night before and, uh, he answered and, uh, it's exactly what he said. You know, he said, you gotta, you gotta find the Lord. So I took that as like, well, okay, here we go. You know? So my whole, my whole journey has started from one prayer, you know? Um, and I know that, you know, in my heart, I was, working for my brother like he said but i knew in my heart that there has to be purpose in the pain that i've been through you know for god god put me through there had to have been you know and, and it, it, it's to reach people like me in a way that other people can't reach us um god has put it gave me a purpose to to do that now you know i uh have led like I, I believe it was it's over 70 some men I have uh, led to Christ and uh, in this in this Akron area and they got baptized because, something, you know, I, I, they want to know how why I'm how did I get where I'm at? And I tell them I tell them it's because of God. You know, it's not because of some 12 step program. Right. It's not because of a blue book. It's because of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know. That's that's what brings the joy. That's what the, the, you see this joy in my heart. You know, I've been through my struggles. I have died of overdose. And my brother don't even know I have actually died um, multiple times and woke up in the hospital. But but God's kept me alive, you know, for a reason. You know, this whole thing, like I, I, I like just hear my brother tell say that God has had a purpose for me from when I was 12 years old. You know, from my through my dad saying to to my brother, then my brother, you know, and it, it it it's for a bigger purpose. Right now, I'm looking. You know, I am uh, actually right now. God has it on my heart. Okay, so I am just unemployed right now. Okay, at this time, so I'm looking for places. You know, going around and and like God has it on my heart. Like, no, that's not what I want you to do, Joel. I want you to help people you got to continue to help people and lead them to Christ because 
it's just my purpose. You know, I mean, uh, I was miserable. I, I was hopeless and alone out there, you know, um, live it out of a book bag, you know, right. and, uh, you know, and now I have a home, I have a, a car, I have my brother in my life. I can call on anytime I need, need him, you know, and, uh, but if it wasn't for that man right there, I wouldn't be where I'm at today, you know, because he's the one that led me to Christ. Yes. Well, you led me to him, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, and, uh, uh I, I would like to say something on, on behalf of Joel on that uh, situation. Yeah, he started uh, these, like I said, he started uh, two different, he got a job at two different um, places. Um, the first place um, that he was working, he was doing the work for the Lord, and it kind of, um, you know, there's a good side and there's a bad side, you know, there's an enemy of, yeah. of, of us. And uh uh, the enemy started to get upset with the things Joel was doing and how how much of effect he had on these guys, and it caused him uh, to to lose his job. The people, other people that were in uh, uh, leadership positions and stuff at that place, uh, you know, turned on him, and uh, he ended up going to another place. And he was there for a short time. He thought it was going to be okay, and uh, just like that, I mean, they got to the point where he shared his testimony. Uh, at the facility. And then the next day they call him into the office and, you know, let him go because of uh, he's become, he's became at those places, he became too dangerous uh, to the devil, I guess. And uh, um, they let him go. And, and uh, so he's been, you know, the last week he's been pretty uh, down and we've talked a couple of times that, uh, and I said, it's all part of God's plan. I mean, he's got a purpose and plan for you. This is the effect and the thing he wants you to do. If he wants you to reach out and touch these guys, God's going to open up another facility or someone. And, um, you know, he was he was doubt, even doubting about coming on with you guys, you know, and then it got postponed a week and all this stuff actually happened during, you know, because we postponed it. We didn't know, you know, because it's just recent um, that, uh you know, now he's, he's telling me he's going crazy because he's trying to apply all these places. I said, well, I said, you know, God, God has a purpose and a plan. So, you know, and this is what it is. And that's why we were looking forward to to talking with you guys and sharing this because uh, who knows who's going to hear it. Yeah. And who knows who's going to open the, you know, um, I say God's, if God's got a purpose, which he does, he, he works with these guys so well. And, uh, devil just doesn't like it you know (laughs) and i was thinking about that joel i you know i'm thinking this whole time while you're talking i mean this is just very new in the last couple of years and yeah you had to take time to build yourself before you could help others and there's still i mean i've been a christian for more than 30 years and i'm just starting to figure some things out and it's a never-ending um cycle of we, we fail yeah. and we keep going and we keep learning and you learn from every time, every time you trip, you realize, oh, I got to pick up my feet a little more. And so don't yeah. give up because, yeah, you are a threat and you're not going to have perfect days, even in your own life. But don't ever think of yourself as a failure because God does have a purpose and he doesn't make mm-hmm. junk, you know. We make bad choices, right. but he wants us to live our very best life. And you are now on that yeah. track to live your very best life. And so I just want to encourage you to just keep going because yeah. every time, oh, yeah. this is what my pastor says. He said, every time 
that my such and such relative doesn't want to listen to me because of whatever. He says, I go find somebody else who's dealing with the same thing. And I take that one back (laughs) and he fights the devil with his own game. And so you just keep fighting. If you keep every time he comes up against you, you find somebody to lead to the Lord. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And there's going to be a time. There's going to be a time when you find that that spot. But in the meantime, you just keep telling about the goodness of God and don't feel like you have to live a perfect life in order to do that. Because I, you know, we had, um, there's a gentleman from a band called Unspoken. His name's Chad. And we had him speak last year at a, um, it was a concert for Recovery Zone. So folks that were coming out of addiction and things. And Chad says, you know, it's been 12 years, but it's never been a perfect 12 years. I fight right. every no, right. day and he says, but I'm, I'm still going in that direction. And so Amen. it's, that's the Amen. thing. You're saying unspoken, the, the band unspoken, they were out in the nineties. They were, uh, no, no, that's, they're out now. Unspoken's out are, right now. Yep. Have they, have they been out for a long, long time though? Have, is that um, an older band? I would say a- within the last 10 years, maybe. Okay. Cause there's yeah. An older band that uh, a Christian band that was uh, signed and uh, they were called unspoken. And well, yeah, because we up. we've been doing this for ten or more years, and they were one. They had just come out when we first booked them, and yeah, yeah. His awesome. whole his whole thing was he came out of drugs and alcohol, and he went to Puerto Rico. Yeah. He said, "I got to get out of here. I got to get away from the influences." And he went, and so um, awesome. yeah, he's he's got a great testimony. Chad does. Nice, cool. Tom, as you were sharing, I just kept thinking a couple things about being the hands and feet of Jesus. If you mm. were not open to what God had for you, then in turn, how will Joel know how to be the hands and feet mm. of Jesus? And it's just this ongoing th- thing that God has allowed to happen. It wasn't about you and Joel. It was about you and God and God using you for you Mm -hmm. and Joel. And in turn, that's just going to keep going and going. And actually Mm -hmm. our guest speaker at church yesterday talked about that we are strong in Christ through our weakness. Mm -hmm. And by you sharing your story and testimony, Tom and Joel, you're vulnerable, you're transparent about your failures, your weakness, but that lifts us up in strength in the Lord because that's where our strength comes from through our own weakness. So in turn, absolutely, I am thrilled that you were here. Well, yeah, like you're saying, even even, uh, like, um, I didn't want to get into it, but, uh, you know, like my life um, before this, while Joe was growing up, um, you know, I was in rock bands, I was in witchcraft, I was in all this kind of thing and all these kind of crazy things before I got saved. I received the Lord at 17, but um, I still struggled with things till I was in my tw- early 20s. But I went through the, you know, I was in the big hair days and of rock bands and all that kind of stuff and a lot of drug abuse. And so God pulled me through all that and got me on a solid rock. And then, you know, so that was another thing that God used to speak to me about my brother. You know, it's like, well, look at what I've done in you. Mm -hmm. You can't lose hope in your brother. Exactly. Because, 
because your brother's right where you were no better than him back then when I pulled you out of the pit. And what would you like someone to back then to say to you Mm. to give you that strength and that hope? You know, if you had somebody come alongside you at that point in time and maybe told you the hard news, but yet uh, loved you with unconditional love, like Christ loves us and, and just be there, just be there. Yeah. I always, back when I was, when I was doing my thing, that's, yeah, I would have loved to have somebody, you know? And so I kind of like, you know, looked at my brother that way when he was in the situation, it's like, you know, I got to love him. I got to, uh, you know, try to just continually tell him that, you know, I'm praying for you. God has a purpose for you. You know, your dad, your father wanted it. You know, there was times I told my brother that story when he was still, I told him about his father and he kind of looked at me like, um, like in anger, like my dad didn't tell you that my dad wouldn't tell you that my dad was, you know, and, uh, I could see that my brother, like he didn't want to accept that, but that's the honest to God truth that God moved through him, that God's got a purpose for Joel. And even back then when Joel was 12 years old and took, it took his father that God even made his father speak it before he went that, that God has a purpose and plan for Joel and uh, make sure don't give up on him and give up. You know, it's just, that's what just blows my mind about the whole thing. Well, you alluded to when you were doing your thing, Joel, when you were doing your thing, now you're doing a God thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same man. Yeah. Amen. Yes. You know, um, we just shared in our last podcast, a picture of, mm, of a yes. lamb sitting in the mud and Jesus running after it. And, and we just, that is such an incredible picture. And I think about that. We are all in our mud puddles of some sort. And we all mm-hmm. have something that we replace God with. But if only we would let the Savior come and rescue us, we would um, be in a lot better place. Guys, I'm afraid we're going to have to cut this one short. Right. It's been so amazing to hear your stories. Each one of you has a different calling on your life, but I love how it intersected and overlapped. And and there's just Man. so much more. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to see yeah. what else. Because uh, Tom, you may have gotten that big fish, but now you got to go find the rest of them. <laughs> yes, amen. Amen. And Joel, there's no stopping you. Oh man, I can't wait to see what God does. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you so much. Thank you guys so much for for being on with us today. You've really encouraged both of us, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I already know a couple of people I'm going to share this with and say, hey, you have got to listen to this. It will meet you where you are. Yeah. Thanks for your openness and, and just being able to share your story. Praise the Lord. Awesome. I like that awesome. smile, Joel. I see you. I like that smile. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. Have a blessed day. Yes. Rise of Hemp Podcast Network. 